Here's your host, Alex Garrett. Ladies and gentlemen, you could have been anywhere in the world tonight, but you're here with us in New York City. Are you ready? I know I am. Hey, I'm Alex Garrett, your host for this episode, and this podcast specifically focuses on topics that should be trending. Oh, if the shoe fits, wear it. We wear that shoe proudly. And there's no doubt about that. Good morning, everybody. Happy Election Day, or... Yeah, happy Election Day. Let me say it that way. Happy Election Day. We have we have somehow made it to November 3rd, 2020, Election Day. It is truly the most trying uh, day, a final exam ever. This is a final exam, which we have to evaluate... The COVID-19, we have to evaluate the riots. We have to evaluate all the different plans that these candidates have. It is not easy. But I am telling you this. I am, in a year where we, we, we were told we have to stay in, we have to lock down, we have to stay inside in force, which I endorsed for a while... Until I started seeing numbers going down, then I said, why don't we just start opening up little by little? But do you know in a year we were told to stay home, lock down? <laughs> we really did get out the vote so far. On the eve of Election Day, Reuters is counting 95 million early ballots. That is such a cathartic thing for me, anyway, to see that. In a year where, as I said, we were told to not go out, not to do anything. Yet, the vote's been gotten out. That was not locked down this year. And 95 million people, and then more today, on election day, are going to prove that. And so, kudos to you if you did cast one of the 95 million so far. Here in New York, we had 1 million or so. I mean, kudos to you for getting out your vote and... Believe it or not, my main focus today is to do what I need to do in the city, then get home and watch the results from home. It's very unnerving, by the way, to to not rollerblade around New York like I did four years ago on election night. It's very unsettling because I truly believe in America we should be able to go where we want to go. However, um, it is... They are preparing for intense, maybe rioting, maybe looting. Why do I say that? We've had boarded up stores. We've had uh, evidence that, and growing literal physical evidence that people are worried about their store come election night. That doesn't have to be in this country. But you know what? It, 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 whoever wins, what we have did in 2020 is allow an anarchic stronghold here to take place. Mainly, I think, because the, you pulled the police away from them and they were able to do whatever they wanted. They became emboldened by 
you by our cities not taking the bull by the horn and truly being on the front lines. They were told to back down. They were told to do whatever, yet in a parking lot, pastors are getting arrested. Tell me how this makes sense in 2020. And I'll continue on this. Um, we, we talk about the ballots, but I think the same day delivery of these criminals early on, when they were able to loot, riot, be apprehended, then let go, inspire more of the, that chaoticness and that anarchism. You've given, uh, these cities have given a go to anarchy now, and we need to hopefully see our NYPD, 36,000 strong, I, I think still, even after the summer of resignations, still pretty strong uh, there, uh, be deployed to our, our sites to protect them. To our stores to protect them. It breaks my heart whenever I see a store in New York City be broken into. And here's the funniest thing. This is all on the cusp of us being named the second best city in the world. Staten Island Vance had come out with a report uh, based on the Resonance Consultancy. Global consultancy company. You can give them whatever credit you want to. They say, we were number two on the list of best cities in the world. Now, you know who who couldn't wait to talk about that and say New Yorkers? Mayor de Blasio. And here's why I took issue with that. Because, yes, on election day, you've got businesses boarded up and our mayor doesn't even care to say, hey, businesses, don't worry, we've got your back. I haven't heard him say that. All I say is New Yorkers, New Yorkers, New Yorkers. Mayor Bill, you have to say, businesses, we have your back. You don't have to board up. But these businesses aren't confident in that. And the mayor somehow doesn't want to say that. No, he says outdoor dining. He says outdoor storefront now. Uh, that's an adaptability. We're going to talk about that eventually, the adaptation of of. Stores having to now sell their stuff outside. I mean, you never thought that would happen in the winter, right? But here we are. And so this is why... This is why today is such a tough final exam. And I will say... I am not entirely pleased with President Trump either. I mean, obviously he has to mind view not done enough to say yes we will contain the virus he hasn't and I don't think I I don't know if Biden has either but Trump has not said yes this this virus will be under control in the second term he keeps saying vaccines which I thought we're supposed to have one I haven't seen one but he keeps saying vaccine 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 there's not one yet and it's election day when he was almost promising it by October. And there's been no like, yeah, in the second term, I'm going to fix this. I wish he would say that. I really do. 
I really do. And I'm not comfortable that the fact that the incoming, uh, the VP candidate, that the presidential candidate, Joe Biden, Vice President Biden, is promising to eliminate Trump tax cuts. That's not the answer either. But here in New York alone, I am very watchful today. And and, and not in the sense of, let me roll into trouble. No, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to keep an eye on the TV. Probably get depressed doing so because I don't like seeing our city be looted out. And and I pray, this is the biggest thing. My vote today would be a vote for calm in America. We shouldn't, you know, election day has never been so tense before. Not even in sixteen. Now this time you've literally got groups saying they're going to do this and the other. If so-and-so wins, and it's just like uh, uh, preparing for violence on really a very solemn, sacred day in America. Election Day, since I was wheeled to the polls as a kid to to watch the process, has always been sacred. We always have the day off, if I'm not mistaken. I always loved going around the corner to vote at my local uh, high school here. Uh, That's right next door. This time I did early voting. But there's something about this day that... I've never felt unconfident about until 2020. And that's the thing that stresses me out the most, to be real. The lack of confidence I have in any of this today is so outweighing anything I can even tell you. The lack of confidence that there will be calm, that this will be just an election result. The lack of confidence that... Because, uh, Trump aside, whatever happens, these anarchists are going to... Look, these are the same people you say, you know, if they, they go out for the left. Look, they yell at the left. They they literally go to homes and yell at the left. Uh, I shouldn't even say that. Liberals. The, the liberal uh, city council member, uh, speaker. Corey Johnson has home yelled at. Um... Bill Blasio has a horns honking outside his mansion. The liberals are not immune to this. So who's to say a Biden win doesn't st- does stop all of this? It doesn't. Because you see, we've got people who just want to uproot us entirely. And that's why I say tomorrow you have to say hi to your per- your fellow neighbor. You have to say hi to your family members, no matter who they pulled the lever for. Because the only thing that we keep together strong is our connections. If we let connections deteriorate once again, we have given all control to the external forces. This is why today is an extremely important final exam. It's it's more so to me a final exam of how we can be in existence with each other too. Policies aside, how are you going to wake up tomorrow and react. And I don't even mean to the results. I mean to your fellow person. To your fellow man, woman. To your to your family. Can we have a cohesive Thanksgiving this year? Can we still have a beautiful Thanksgiving no matter what the circumstances? Can we, can we be thankful this year? I, I would say 2020, our gratitude muscle, is the most needed right now. 
because of what we've seen. And to say, um, to not say hi, that would be the ultimate failure. To not stay connected with your family due to this political cycle, it would be the ultimate failure. Because you know who's going to keep this country? You know who built this country? You know who who built the skyscrapers too? You know, it, it was people on the ground. I'm sorry, President Trump, Joe Biden, Cuomo, de Blasio weren't on that steel beam of the Empire State Building. You know who was? Hard-working, roll-up-your-sleeves Americans that wanted to get the job done. That wanted to help us build. Now by saying, I'm not going to talk to you if you are a certain affiliation. That's just poison. And it and it helps the other side. We we are all in this together against the other side of of, of the spectrum. We may debate on Facebook, we may talk about things, it might get vicious sadly, or it might lead into defriending. But that's not good, you know why? The defriending part anyway is not good, you know why? Because what we don't under what we're not seeing as a society is that there's a whole other, a whole other that doesn't care who's in office. They just care that they can take control of our streets. And we let them by being disconnected with each other. So the biggest test we could pass tomorrow and tonight is that you still say I love you to someone you disagree with politically and not let politics dictate character, which I've seen a lot happen. Which I've seen a lot of that happen. And so how are you feeling? How how are you feeling in this moment? It's 8 a.m. We are well before the polls close at 9 and whatnot. But how are you feeling? Do you feel nervous? Do you feel positive? Do you feel like we can not have a, a night of violence on election night like a normal night? We're all somewhat anxious and feeling a little bit cooped in like why, why do I have to just go from one place to another and come home? Why can't we enjoy the night in the city? Because it's not going to be the right move. My instinct tells me that. It's told me that since September. And the vote count is going to be another thing. And so we'll also see if people believe Trump has passed this test. You know, one thing to his credit, he lost his brother. He fought COVID. I don't know of anybody else who would be able to lose their brother and fight COVID and still run for president. That is remarkable. And for Biden, you know, he just... It, for me, with him, it, it's he might stumble and dodder a little bit, but at the end of the day, this is a man who's be who's overcame two brain aneurysms, and we forget about that in the political cycle. We forget that these human these people are humans, and they may not be the best candidate, but at least they're not giving up, 
And as someone who wakes up every day knowing God has a plan, someone who tries not to give up, I can applaud both of them for really running a wild, COVID-riddled campaign, but running it. But running it. Well, you might say, well, he put a lid on his, Biden put a lid on his, but you know what? He still was out there on the TV screens. Trump's been doing rallies after COVID. These men, as much as I think the political system should be able to allow people 25 to 35 open up for what we got right now, for what we've got right now, It's been um it's been wild. It's been persistent. Seems that Trump did travel a lot more than Biden did. But we will see if he passes this final exam with everything that has gone on. And I again I, I'm not I don't ever feel comfortable telling you how to vote, really. I just try and provide things. Like today, someone said that the, you know voter suppression was going on. Well, let me ask you something. If, if voter suppression is going on, how come 95 million people were able to cast a ballot this year? That's historic. 95 million early ballots. Record-breaking number. Equal to 69% of the entire turnout for 2016. Please tell me how that is voter suppression. Because I don't think it is. Well, Trump supporters blocked the roads. Well, you know what? <laughs> BLM protesters blocked the roads too. See, it's... it's people, but, but the thing with the Trump supporters is they, they never were like this before. In the sense that they never really mobilized the, the conservative movements never really mobilized people because that's not them. But I think truly they said, you know what? Dems want to play this game. We're going to play this game too. And they might be doing it better, actually, if I have to say that here. They might be doing it better. Probably are. I did see a Trump... Uh, uh, Trump rally in Times Square. I mean, that was indicative enough that New York does have some love for him. But this is it. All year, debate. Do we not debate? Do we debate? Do we get excited? Do we not? Do we go vote? Do we not? Do we go and risk our health, the polls or not? I mean... I got to check the in-person voting here, but I know that there were lines. Lines of people. And here's the craziest part, right? By the way, Paul Rudd handing out cookies to New York City ballot voters is interesting, but experts are predicting this will easily surpass the 138 million who voted in 2016. Only 47 million votes were submitted before. And I think that's because both sides are fired up. Let's be honest. Both sides are fired up to vote for their candidate. 
But whoever wins, this is where I, I sort of... What I say every year, I feel like in 16 I was more invested because I just want to see change. Now I'm a little more like, well, well let's look at bigger pictures here. Bigger picture goes beyond, to me, this election. Bigger picture is how we respond to the election. How we connect post-election. If we can't keep ourselves in touch, then we might as well not get upset that they were burning the ground. You know, I, I can understand if we were all in unison against the rioting and looting. But sometimes I feel like that gets defended. And there's a disconnect there. No, we have to stay connected and both on either side speak out when a small business loses them their home, uh, loses them their business due to being burned down. We have to speak out when New York City businesses are looted and Times Square is trashed and everything like that. Because if we don't unisonly, uh, in unison, speak out, we give them the pass. We can't give them a pass. They want us to give them a pass to destroy. I, I'd hate to quote the Baltimore Mayor uh, Rawlings Blake, but space is destroyed. By being disconnected and arguing about it instead of like praying and, and being in unison saying we don't want this. What we do. And I don't even mean at the ballot box to be honest. I mean we don't want this on our streets. That's what I mean. What we do is we do create a space. We do create a vacuum. Uh, an open range for people. For rioters and looters. That we don't want to have in this country. So stay stay high. After November 3rd. It's the biggest win you can make. It's the biggest vote you can make. And I'm voting for calm. I'm praying for calm. And I hope you do too. And we shall watch this together. And stick together. On November 4th. Have a blessed, safe election day. We will talk to you soon.